In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Friday of the third week of Lent. Today being the 25th day of March, 2022, we celebrate the solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. Let us call upon the Spirit of God, that same Holy Spirit that came upon Mary and made a virgin to conceive and bear a son to come upon us that we may, by our way of life, constantly conceive and give birth to the person of Christ. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is A Virgin Shall Conceive and Give Birth to a Son. A Virgin Shall Conceive and Give Birth to a Son. The first reading today is taken from the prophet Isaiah chapter 7 from verse 10 to verse 14 in chapter 8 verse 10. The second reading is taken from the letter to the Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 4 to verse 10. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 38. In the very first reading, Isaiah prophesied, that a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us, God with his people. And he added that because God is with his people, no counsel shall be held that is not of God that shall stand. No plan shall ever be birthed and will come to pass if it is not of God. For God's presence will bring about the accomplishment of the design and the plans of God, not just for Israel, but for humanity. And the coming of Jesus Christ in human flesh that young son, man, God himself taking flesh, who was conceived of the Blessed Virgin Mary, even though she was a virgin and still a virgin, will mark the beginning of the fulfillment of the ultimate design of salvation and redemption that God has for humanity. In the very second reading, the author to the letter to the Hebrews Make it clear again that the Savior, this Son of Man, this Son of God, who is also Son of Man, born of a Virgin Mary, will has come, has come to do the will of God the Father. And the will of God the Father is to redeem the world. In the Gospel reading, we see also the angel Gabriel coming to Mary the virgin mother of God, and telling her 
after bringing her greetings of good tidings, said, God has so favored you. You are full of grace. You shall conceive and bear a son. Who will rule over the house of David. And his kingdom will have no end. He will be a savior to his people. And Mary will say, how will this be possible when I do not know a man? And the archangel Gabriel will respond to her. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you. The Holy Spirit. And the power of God will descend upon you. And you will conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God said to Mary again to assure her again and further that nothing is impossible with God. That even her own relative Elizabeth, who was a known barren woman in her old age, has conceived a son. And she is already in her sixth moon that with God nothing is impossible. Now, there are three key lessons I would like us to draw from the readings of today. The first is that God can will stop at nothing to effect the redemption of humanity. God will stop at nothing to bring about the salvation of a person. And by that I mean a single person, not just the entire human race, but every one of us. Because our souls are so important to him. Because we are created in his image and likeness. He does not take pleasure in the death of the sinner. But that he may repent and have eternal life. And Jesus will say that he has come. Not for the righteous, but for the sinner. And to buttress this point again. He will teach us using the parable of the shepherd with a hundred sheep. One went astray. And this good shepherd will abandon the other 99 and go in search of the one sheep that has gone astray. And upon finding this one sheep, he will nurse him, carry him on his shoulder, treat his wound, bandage his wound, and tenderly lead him back to the flock. This is the God we serve. The God of mercy and compassion who will do everything to save the sinner. And this Lenten season is the most opportune time that God goes all out again in search of us his sinful children. The question is, are we allowing him to carry us as wounded children of his, wounded by sin and the consequences of sin? Do we allow him to carry us on his shoulder gently and tenderly, taking us back to the flock? bandaging our wounds, treating us so that we may be healed of sin, of iniquity and its consequences and becoming to become truly his children. God will not stop at anything to save us, but we need to cooperate with him to be saved. We must accept this free gift of salvation he offers us. We must be ready to surrender to him before he can carry us, for he will not force us. The second lesson is that there is nothing that is impossible with God. So if God will not stop at anything to save his people, and nothing is impossible with God, then nothing can stop God from saving humanity, except the human person alone. 
For he does not impose his gifts of salvation on people. We must accept this. Dear child of God, what way of life are you struggling with? What is your own virginity? What is your own area of impossibility? God removes every barrier in the form of impossibility to effect his work of salvation. For Mary, it was virginity. She has never met a man, but God will have to come upon her in the form and the power of the Holy Spirit, and she will conceive for the redemption of the world. We too, God wants us to conceive for the redemption of the world, the person of his beloved son. In our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in our inactions, God wants to see in us a constant conception of his beloved son and a continuous giving birth to his beloved son. So that by our encountering people and people encountering us, they will experience the person of Jesus Christ who has come as Emmanuel, God with us to save humanity. And lastly, the third lesson we are to learn is that if God... Nothing, if God will not stop at anything to bring about the salvation of the world and nothing is impossible with God, then we too must make sure we learn to say yes to the will of God to enable God to do that which is impossible. We need a yes. We need ourselves, our wills submitted to the will of God as did Mary. Mary said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. It was from that moment of saying yes to the proposal of God that the impossible became possible. That a virgin could not conceive and give birth to a son. That a virgin could not carry in her womb a human person, could not carry in her womb the person of God. For in Jesus, God took human flesh. You're saying yes to God's will makes it possible for God who is transcendent, who is not a, a con, a cannot be contained by the universe to come into you, a mere human, take flesh in you and begin to make to happen that which is impossible. So today, Jesus is leaving us with a question. God the Father is leaving us with a question. The Holy Spirit is leaving us with a question. Through the mouthpiece of his ministers today, as through the mouth of the Archangel Gabriel, will you say yes to the proposals of God for you? Will you say yes to God's demands? Will you say yes to God's call upon you? Will you say yes to God's design for your existence? Will you say yes to God's dictates at every moment of your life? The moment you say sincere yes and you really cooperate with his will and his grace. For the grace of God is upon you. We are all full of God's grace. The moment we sincerely say yes and walk conscientiously and consistently to cooperate with the grace of God and the will of God. God brings about a fulfillment of his design, his will and his word. May God fulfill all that he has planned for you. May God fulfill all that he has planned to achieve through us and above all. Bring about the actualization of the salvation of humanity through Christ our Lord. Amen. Dear children of God, I urge you to join the Universal Church as today at 5 p.m. 
all over the world. The Catholic Church, through the voice of the Holy Father, invites the whole world to consecrate you, 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 Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to God Almighty, that there may be peace. Along Russia and Ukraine, the whole world is being consecrated to God. We in Nigeria also, it's an opportune moment to consecrate to God and to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that our nation, Nigeria, that God will do that which is humanly impossible, to restore peace, to bring about the end to the reign of tyranny, the reign of wickedness, the reign of injustice, the reign of violence, the reign of war, the reign of greed, the reign of evil that are so torn the world apart, that are so torn our nations apart, that are so torn our people apart, that are so torn the church apart, so that truly consecrated to God, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we may become the true children of God, living in a world characterized by peace, justice, equity, righteousness, prosperity, development, and advancement, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.